Welcome in everyone and thank you for listening to the 162nd ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts Cameron Albert alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today Kyle? I guess I'm doing great Cameron. This is uh we're on a streak here of doing these like 7 a.m episodes here yeah. but I think I found the I think I found the secret to waking up early. Let's hear it. It's this new feature I found on my phone. It's like alarm clock. Oh. just wakes me up. Right? No, I'm just kidding. It's actually cold showers. Wow. I've been taking cold showers That's for like maybe insane. a couple months now. In the mornings? Just in general. Every shower I take is like cold and it like gives That's, me that shot of energy. Oh that sounds like the worst God. thing it ever. It is the worst thing ever, but I promise it's worth it. It's apparently, uh, apparently it's no. like good for you. I've too. heard that. A lot of good stuff. Not worth it. Are, are, you, still, um, are you still drinking... What's that stuff? The nasty stuff? Um, apple cider vinegar? Yeah. I'm not currently, but I mean, I do. Put those two together, you'd be unstoppable. Yeah. That, like cold shower, well, like sipping apple cider vinegar in your cold shower. That's that would, a little egregious, but I agree. I'd probably you'd live be forever. you too powerful. <laughs> we'd, have to, yeah. we'd have to stop you. Well, that's... I, I recommend it. Anybody wow, out there yeah. that's looking for something to I really challenge themselves. hot showers too much hotter the better if i'm yeah if i'm getting ready in the morning sometimes i'm later than i plan to be just because i'm like i'm just gonna hang out here because it's nice and warm yes that's probably like most people in the world yeah and it's literally and just it's keep killing turning you. it up i mean yeah i, I enjoy that he's trying too. to save your life it, it, uh, i'm probably roasting myself yep. i'm probably half cooked <laughs> <laughs> something <laughs> Uh, Kyle, did, did you watch the Cardinals game last night? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I stayed up for really, it felt like really late. I guess it wasn't that late. If it's they were going to lose like that, I wish Albert Pujols would have just hit the home run. I actually had that exact mm. same thought where I was like, Albert Pujols came up to bat in extra innings and I thought that this was going to be poetic here. And I obviously didn't want him to hit a home run. But yeah. but knowing what happened. Yeah. Well, you might as well yeah. just have Albert knock that, us that out of the playoffs kind of crazy yeah mm-hmm. that was a that was a very long game i watched every at bat of the whole game and i wish i didn't <laughs> but here we are it wasn't fulfilling i mean it was it was a good game it yeah. was it was entertaining it just ended terribly unless you're a dodgers fan and then that was awesome right yeah we were talking about how annoying it would be to win 106 games and then lose in a one game winner go home situation yeah that kind of sucked for the dodgers to have to be be in that situation at all winning 106 games this year but i feel like there's always in like every uh major sport playoff situation there's always an argument for like forget divisions for seeding and just Mm -hmm. seed according to record for the conference or league Mm -hmm. and that would have solved this problem in this case but i don't know there's something about like i guess winning your division should mean something is the other argument but that's neither here nor there we, uh, We're just trying to put off talking about something else. <laughs> I'll put it off a little bit longer. Uh, <laughs> don't forget, everyone, to hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Leave us a review on the podcast service that you're listening on. We really appreciate all of that. And feel free to check out our Patreon page, Missouri Sports Pod. I mean, patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. You can support us directly there and get some perks for doing so. Just like Ben did. He's our guest picker for SEC Pick'em Plus Nebraska this week. Still trying to avoid talking about the Tennessee game. What else can you say? Oh, my goodness. Um, 
we're not gonna we're not gonna do a whole recap of this game because it was the worst thing I've ever seen. And what's the point in talking about it? But big picture, Missouri looked just as bad or worse on defense than they ever have in their history. And it is adding to what is now a historically bad uh, Missouri defense, specifically rushing defense. It's just unbelievable. Tennessee called their shot. The Tennessee running backs before the game said, we're going to have fun. And most Mizzou fans said, yeah, you probably will. And then they had more fun than anybody expected. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The guy that's Evans, I believe, is the running back that that said the quote about we're going to have some fun against Missouri. Uh, Yeah, I think he had like four touchdowns, probably in like the first half or something. Like it was, I mean, the most accurate statement ever. And we all knew that was probably going to happen, but I'm not sure we ever saw this coming we knew that we knew missouri's defense was bad you know the especially the run defense that's what they've shown all year uh but what they have not shown and what they did against tennessee was completely lay down not fight back at all and just say here's the win here you go congratulations we're gonna just not play football today and that was what i didn't see coming and that was what was very disappointing yeah josh heupel uh treated mizzou like we were delaware state and just destroyed us and basically i mean they threw the ball 19 times ran the ball 59 times so and evans yeah one of those rushes was a 92 yard touchdown run yeah (laughs) i mean i just i literally don't even know what know what to say uh, about this because uh you know last week i I felt like we kind of like were recommending everybody zoom out just kind of relax like it's going to be okay and i i mean in the long run yeah i think it's everything's gonna be fine but it just was like whoa never mind everything's horrible and i guess that's kind of where i stopped defending the team is whenever they clearly look like they have no interest in trying they gave up they had no interest in playing that game and the first quarter was the worst quarter of football i've ever watched probably 28 to 3 um yeah so i guess that's the point where i just say okay you guys are on your own until you figure something out here i'm I'm done defending you until we figure something out here yeah um yeah because it's basically like okay you know there are fans out there who were saying like okay like this this season isn't over um, this defense can maybe, you know, this has been really bad, but surely it can't get much worse than this. Yeah, They're I mean, going to be able to figure a few things out. We were in every game we'd played. Yeah. Even the, the losses, we had combined losses of like 14 points. Right. Like, it wasn't that bad. And then the, the defense, the team, mostly the defense was like, hey, everybody that's been, you know, like uh, sticking up for us. Yeah, we're not. We're, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're going to make your, your takes look awful this week. Yeah. And, you know. Unfortunately, everybody that was saying the sky is falling, like, unfortunately, you were right. <laughs> at least at at this point in the season, uh, it looked like you've been right. So how, where do we go from here? Uh, you know, Missouri has made a change. They fired their defensive line coach, Jethro Franklin. That's a start. Yeah. Um, something had to be done. I'm not normally the, like, fire everybody guy, but something had to be done. And I think that was the right move. Yeah. And I think it sends a message to your team that, 
you know, we're willing to make changes if that's what's going to make things better. If that's what, you know, we're going to support you guys. We, we want to win games. We, something has to change. And hopefully that maybe sparks something in the players, uh, maybe reassure some trust in Coach Drink that he's, you know, going to go to great lengths to make sure that they're in the best position to win. And I don't envy Coach Drinkwitz at all having to balance 80, 90 players and all of their individual desires and, you know, playing time and all that. There's a lot that goes into this whole complex scenario, and mm-hmm. he's got to balance it all and make sure we're winning on top of that and keep everybody intact. So, um, you, you know, just keeping an eye on Twitter this week and stuff, there's guys that – there's players that are upset mm-hmm. about how the season's gone, about how they're, they're playing time. There's a lot going on, but I hope that this move to change defensive line coaches maybe is a step in the right direction. Yeah, five games into his uh, Mizzou career, he is no longer the defensive line coach, and um, they just kind of promoted from within, um, took like a defensive analyst type person yeah, and promoted him to D-line coach. Man, uh, Drinkwitz was basically like, yeah, I got a – this was – a hard call to make but he kind of just made it seem like it was the obvious thing for him to do and i don't know sometimes i feel like changes like this are just for the sake of change but this is complete speculation on my part but it kind of seemed from like coach drinkwitz talking about the situation that this maybe was something that he was preparing to do going back a couple weeks ago because he didn't act like this was much of a spur of the moment thing it he acted like you know obviously several weeks of bad play and maybe stuff that he was seeing in practice or in meetings and stuff had led to that being the change that needed to be made at that time yeah and i mean again massive speculation on my part i'm not in the locker room i haven't talked to any of the players i don't know but when things are that bad and a, and a position coach gets fired five games in their tr- into their career, I mean, it's been terrible on the field. I know that, but it usually seems like an indicator that there's something else going on. Right. Um, maybe a disconnect um, behind the scenes. Maybe uh, the players don't want to play for this coach. Like, clearly, we watch the players lay down and give up. And that doesn't happen if you enjoy playing for the coaches. Like, if the if there's a con, a good connection between the coaches and the players, I feel like you find a way to keep battling, and that just this whole situation just kind of feels like there was something going on behind the behind the scenes. Maybe the, there was a disconnect. Maybe it was a worse than a disconnect. Right. But I don't know. It just when all those things are happening, it seems like there's something something needs to change. It needs to change. Yeah. Well, this was this marks, I believe, the first time under coach Drinkwitz that a Missouri team has not battled back when they kind of got hit in the mouth in game and made it a close game at some point later on. Um, that's something that we always remark on is that coach Drinkwitz teams don't seem to lay down once if, even if they get down early, they battle back, they make it a close game. They give themselves a chance to win really hard to do that when you go down 28 to three in the first quarter. Um, and, that's just too big of a hole and way too fast. And yeah. it just would be so demoralizing to be in that situation to think about, Oh, well, you know, still just the first quarter, but 
28 to 3 is just yeah i mean it looked like a high school team playing alabama and like in that situation the high school team knows they're not coming back right and whenever you're getting beat that badly and it's like missouri knows that's the problem they know they can't stop the run tennessee knows they can't stop the run uh but they can't do anything about it that's the that's what's most demoralizing is how do you get back in this game when you know you physically cannot stop tennessee from scoring every single time they have the ball and then just like they talked about during the broadcast the offense comes out and feels like they have to score every single drive and um Connor Bazelak is not at a point in his Mizzou career where he can shoulder that kind of load. Yeah, he's he's a grinded out, uh, not ex- he's not normally an explosive playmaker yeah. constantly. He can be, but just he's he's an excellent quarterback when Missouri has the lead or yeah. isn't is, you know, kind of playing a little bit more of a field position battle. You know, playing more of a chess match when it is a, just a pure shootout. He is not. I don't know. He's a little yeah. bit limited. Yeah. But that's fine. For uh, you know, an average to slightly below average defensive performance game in and game out, I think he's more than capable of keeping Missouri in any game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every, every time Missouri offense trots out there, they're in crisis mode. It's just it gets a little bit exhausting. So, there's been a lot of uh, fun tweets and things bringing up the stats so far this season, specifically for Missouri's defense. Um, They're worst in the country in all of FBS in rushing yards given up per game by quite a bit. Um, And they are near the bottom in pretty much every team defensive category. It's just kind of insane to look at those kind of rankings and see Missouri first of all like a few spots worse than Kansas and just like all of the like perennial doormat teams of every single conference Missouri's worse than all of them in rushing defense we haven't even played Georgia yet right (laughs) we haven't even played anybody that good Florida is like one of the top rushing attacks in the country Georgia they always are Texas A&M they lost their quarterback so they're going to be running the ball a ton yeah i uh i have a stat that i uh wanted to share from from gabe DeArmond, uh just kind of showing how truly how bad uh missouri has been uh in rushing defense this year um so missouri is giving up 308 rushing yards per game that is 45 yards more per game than any other team in the country if Missouri holds North Texas to zero yards rushing on Saturday and every other team in the country gives up its average number of rushing yards, the Tigers will rise all the way up to 129th in the country instead of 130th. That's so, doable. We'll climb the rankings there. Yeah. If, if Missouri does not give up a single rushing yard the rest of the season, it would be the 53rd best run defense in the country. So that just kind of shows you this inescapable hole almost that Missouri has dug themselves into just uh, unprecedented uh, terrible performance I was looking at um, SEC stats and Georgia's defense is the best in the country by quite a bit they're they're only giving up 4.6 points per game so Georgia's total points allowed this season is 23 Missouri's points per game given up this season is 38. 
So Georgia's defense on the season as a whole, 15 points better than Missouri's average points per game defense. What, what was that stat you said about how many uh, points they're giving up per game, Georgia? Georgia, 4.6 points per game. <laughs> that's not really Missouri-related, but that's just 177 <laughs> yards of offense they give up per game. Uh, they, that's not fair. They have an NFL defense. Yeah, that's... Missouri's going to have to play Georgia yeah. this year. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, so since the Tennessee game went final, we talked about uh, Missouri fired Jethro Franklin. Uh, then there was no depth chart for the practices this week, at least the Wednesday practice. Um, Coach Drinkwitz was basically like, all jobs are on the table. Nobody's job is safe. We're going to compete this week in practice, and then we'll see who plays on Saturday. Yep, just starting over. Uh, fresh start. I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, just open it up. See who performs, get some young guys, some play potentially kind of this season. Unfortunately, all bets are off and it's unfortunate that we're to that point, like five games in, but that's, that's pretty much how it's going and just time to uh, see who's going to step up. Even if we have to burn a few red shirts, I, that's probably going to happen guys that maybe you wouldn't have normally, but uh, we got to get, we got to figure out how to win the next game. Yeah. And if that's how we do it, then that's how it's got to be done. Um, quarterback Ennis Rakestraw tore his ACL in practice, so he is done. So somebody's going to have to step up at the cornerback position. We do have depth there, thank goodness, but and that hasn't been like the worst position on the defense so far this season. Yeah. So that sucks it's, for him. Yeah, it's a, that's still a big loss. And he, he tweeted that he'd been uh, like dealing with a knee issue since the end of the Kentucky game. Yeah, I remember seeing him get hurt in one of those – early games and just hoping he was okay but i don't know how much that was affecting his play but yeah sounds like in practice he yeah tore the acl this week and he commented about people talking about him leaving <laughs> like yeah that it seems he's kind of been a hot topic on twitter just i don't really know how to read ennis rakestraw like he's you know it doesn't have any mizzou stuff on his twitter at all but i think it's been that way for a little while but it does i mean if you really want to get into reading the tea leaves on twitter it does kind of feel like i don't know how to read in a straight straw but sometimes that's just a dangerous game to play whenever you're trying to get the feel for somebody and how they feel about something you're on the outside looking in on but um i hope he sticks around he's a great he's a great player um so he's got some some time to to sit and think though unfortunately Yeah. yeah um and then Coach Drink was was asked about Mookie Cooper's availability and health, and he said Cooper is 100% ready to go and kind of made me believe that he will get quite a bit of playing time this coming Saturday. Yeah, I could see that. And I'd like to – I mean, I think he's going to be great in that role that he's played a little bit this year, just kind of uh, some – reverse plays and stuff like that but i would like to see them try to get him the ball uh down the field a little bit more too yeah and with the practices uh being like four starting jobs this week and uh like competing for starting jobs and there being like no depth chart i still think we can kind of look at the offense and feel pretty confident that probably not a whole lot is going to change yeah. as far as who gets most of the snaps on offense yeah i'm assuming the the open season was yeah. on, on on defense for sure uh i mean 
I don't see Connor Bazelak losing his job. If that was on, no. if that was um, in the cards whatsoever, then we would have seen somebody else come in and play a little bit of quarterback against Tennessee. Is that something that you would have liked to see? I kind of thought in a blowout like that, but maybe I'm just used to like the Gary Pinkle days of just like always working in a younger quarterback for mm-hmm. like a series here and there. Um, Coach Drinkwitz doesn't really seem interested in doing something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would have liked to see Tyler Macon go in there and get a little bit of um, experience for maybe a team that he might be leading down the road. I would have been perfectly fine with that. I also was perfectly fine with uh, letting Bazelak maybe try and figure out some of the issues he was having. He kind of struggled early in the game, so maybe pressures off. Gave at him that a, point. Yeah. Gave him a chance to kind of maybe change his momentum going into the weekend. Just finish strong i don't know that he really did that but at least they gave him the opportunity yeah coach said he just you know needs all the reps he can get right a lot of players do so that's completely understandable yeah um any other thoughts on like the tennessee game the defense in general the maybe we can touch base with you after we talk about north texas but um missouri does have an an opportunity here to have a little bit of a bounce back yeah, I guess all I would say is this, this game, um, it's almost never as bad as it truly seems. Uh, I just, I don't want to try and get, I don't want to be too high or too, too low here. This was obviously a horrible game that I don't want to think about anymore, but um, Missouri is more talented than they've shown in the, obviously in that game and probably this entire year. Uh, I think some of these things are fixable. I hope that we're going in the right direction here with some of the changes that we've made. Uh it'll be really interesting to see how Missouri responds um, this week, but, and obviously a little lesser opponent than Tennessee. So I don't know. Hope we see a little more, see a little more fight. If, if Missouri is playing as hard as they did last week, it's going to be a, a very difficult season to watch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see what the defensive line looks like under a little bit new leadership. And um, Drinkwitz has talked about how like he, has he literally said like i've got a lot to worry about with the offense i can't be like micromanaging the defense right now so if we're in a situation where he's having to do that then he's it'll be like you know cleaning house and the defensive staff yeah i think he still is confident in coach wilk's ability to delegate uh on the defensive side of the ball yeah i mean there's obviously been a lot of talk about firing steve wilkes too and um i think at the end of the season if we're still having these issues then i'm absolutely ready to have that conversation that's probably a necessary change mid-season that's a pretty big change to make and a lot of it has to do with the perception of that i mean that's coach Drinkwood's hire he that was his hand selected guy to come in here and lead the defense after deciding to make the change and go away from ryan walters like I just don't think that he would make that big of a decision uh, five games. And unless there's just truly a a terrible disconnect behind the scenes, which I'm not sure that's happening, but who knows? So yeah, that'll be something to keep an eye on um, is uh, how does Steve Wilkes and and the defense respond? Well, they have an opportunity to show something here (laughs) against North Texas. North Texas is one and three with a win over FCS Northwestern state with losses to SMU UAB and Louisiana tech. Um, they have played two quarterbacks this year, but it looks like uh, Jace Reuter has taken over the starting job and he's going to be the guy for the Mizzou game. But both quarterbacks have played in all four games so far. 
So that'll be interesting. Uh, they've really just struggled at the quarterback position. Uh, Reuter is only completing 53% of his passes, has three touchdowns and five interceptions. But they don't really have to worry about that too much because they do have a pretty solid running game. They've got a senior running back, DeAndre Torrey, who averages over five yards per carry. It's a little bit inflated because he ran for like 225 against Northwestern State, but he still just most recently ran for 119 yards against Louisiana Tech. Um, and uh, he ran for 82 yards against UAB, 71 against SMU. SMU and UAB give up about 130 rushing yards per game. And Mizzou gives up over 300. So if that, if you extrapolate that out, uh, he might be in for a fun time against Mizzou, like many other running backs before him. Uh, North Texas as a team averages over 200 yards rushing per game. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it seems like North Texas, if, <clears throat> if you look at their season last year, every single game is a shootout. They were scoring like, you know, 40 points a game or something like that. But unfortunately, their opponents were scoring like 45 points a game or something like every game is a shootout. That hasn't really been the case for them this year. Um, <clears throat> I don't think they're quite as explosive as they were last year, but uh, anybody can be explosive against Missouri, though. I think that's yeah. what something we found, especially if your strength is in the running game. And, you know, it just is crazy that we just keep running into these teams where their strength is establishing the run. Our weakness, obviously, is the run game. So, uh, once again, we've kind of got that weird matchup where they're going to want to do exactly what they do well, and that's a little scary. Yeah, any team could make their strength be rushing against Missouri. Pretty much. But we are also going up against teams that would really like to run they the ball already regardless. Yeah. yeah. So, not the best combination. I, I honestly think even if uh, the defensive line kind of comes together and you know, there's some new guys in there and they kind of figure a little bit out if it's not as bad as the Tennessee game. It literally couldn't be worse than the Tennessee game. Mm. I still think North Texas is going to do okay running the ball. Yeah. And this, if they were, you know, if they were able to jump out to an early lead and then just keep the ball on the ground and try to make this game as short as possible and dominate the time of possession... Um, I could see this being much closer than any Missouri fan would anticipate and make it really, really uncomfortable. I, I don't think their defense will be able to stay off the field. I think um, even if their offense does a pretty good job of controlling the ball and controlling the time of possession, Mizzou could put up plenty of points without much time of possession yeah i mean yeah i don't think the missouri offense is going to have issues in this game whatsoever it's just like most of these games is going to come down to can we stop can the defense show up and missouri is 20 point favorites in this game i don't know that i see that uh but never know um this I, is this is the worst uh fbs defense mizzou has played so far um, North Texas defense giving up over 400 yards per game. Yeah, North Texas is not a good team at all. They're really bad. Um, I, you know, if this was like the first game of the year, um, and we didn't know how bad Missouri's defense was yet, I'd be picking Missouri to win this game by you know three or four touchdowns. But knowing what we know about this team, I, I, I just have no idea. I don't know what to expect. I, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I still think North Texas is going to be 
pretty effective on the ground. I think this could be, once again, kind of a high-scoring affair where both teams are kind of going back and forth a little bit, and hopefully Missouri can just get enough stops to uh, to stay ahead. Surely, with how limited North Texas offense is through the air, Mizzou will just sell out on stopping the run. And like if 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 the quarterback who has more interceptions than touchdowns and completing fifty three percent of his passes, if he beats you through the air, whatever. Yeah, I, I say. I mean, like just force him to. Yeah, put every uh, defensive back on an island, <laughs> make them cover their guy. Yeah, and stack the box to try to stop the run. I agree. That's just that's just fun times. Fun times, man. Um, I think Missouri wins this game. I think it is going to be uh, a relief how comfortable the offense looks in this game. And I think Tyler Beatty is going to be uh, efficient like he is most of the time. I think this will be a little bit of a bounce back. I think that Missouri will get burned. Missouri's defense will get burned on the ground for some big gash runs and um, still not look awesome, obviously. I think Missouri wins this game. I've got it 42-24. to 24. I think the offense steps up. I think it'll be close for a half, and then Missouri will kind of pull away. That was kind of what I was thinking, honestly. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to agree with you. I think Missouri wins. I think it'll be high scoring. It'll be kind of ugly if you uh, like watching Georgia football. Uh, but I think Mizzou will win 45-34. 34 would be a lot to give up to North Texas. I know. With you. I know. It wouldn't be pretty, but at this point, I'd just be happy with a win. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I Real quick, obviously, people have been like kind of adjusting their season expectations in the last two weeks, and... As people that were fairly op- optimistic um, in the preseason, I think we owe it to the listeners to just kind of tell them where we're at as far as like wins and losses on the season the rest of the way. I think if Missouri finds a way to get to six wins and a bowl game, that would be incredible. And yeah. I would consider that from, from where we are now, that would be an amazing result to the end of the season yeah i mean it's kind of insane that we're talking about getting to a bowl game would be amazing but oh yeah we are kind of in a dark spot right now with how bad we looked on saturday um yeah i mean just with how bad a performance we're coming off of uh i kind of just feel like anything can happen against any team and anybody could run for 300 yards against us that's just not a recipe for success um so yeah i think if missouri can can figure something out on on defense beat North Texas here and just kind of get back in the swing of things. Uh, I think they can get to six wins and that would certainly be something we could hope for, but to get to six wins, they'd have to beat North Texas, which they will. And then they would have to beat Vanderbilt. They should. I sure hope so. Uh, they would have to beat South Carolina, which is going to be an absolute toss up at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think preseason Missouri's favored by two touchdowns. Probably it's possible. Um, at least 10 points and now it's going to be a coin flip so that means you got to get one more game between a&m georgia florida and arkansas yeah i don't know <laughs> that's gonna be and, tough yeah yeah so, th- that's unfortunately what they've they've kind of backed themselves into the wall here in, into the corner here and just 
like basically saying you got to win every toss-up game and a game that you're probably not going to win to uh to even have normal to even get to what we probably would have considered disappointing before yeah. the season yeah. so yeah that's not great oh and three in toss-up games so far the easiest half of the schedule will now be behind them yeah so we already know that cam that's the outlook that's the outlook it's not as rosy as it once was no nope this is a uh there might be reinforcements coming this month though it might be not this month but well yeah i know what you meant yeah next year something to get people excited about might be coming this month might be all right let's pick some games already this is our famous segment sec pick them plus nebraska Featuring a Nebraska fan. Featuring a Nebraska fan and producer Cameron and a Patreon guest picker in Ben. Alrighty. Welcome in. Welcome in, boys. Good start. Alrighty. Uh, Recap last week. Cameron got five picks right, one upset for six points. Wow. Kyle got five picks right for five points. Oh. I got six picks right for... Seven points. Oh, please. Get out and of here. Tristan got three points. So Good track. Good track. Our, our season total, Cam is still, well, takes the lead from the guest pickers. Told you. He has 30 points. The guests and I are tied at 29, and Kyle has 25. Ooh. Uh, I'm just doing a, pulling a Missouri defense this year. Just <laughs> back it up for next year, I guess. <laughs> All right. Let's see the slate. All righty. Game number one, number 13, Arkansas, at number 17, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. You, you you go first. I don't know what – I don't – Give me Ole Miss. Oof. Um, I'll take Arkansas. Uh, I'll take Ole Miss. Ooh. <laughs> I could tell you were really, like, going through it on that. Yeah. You're like, like uh, I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> Yeah, this is yeah we got some tough ones. This hard this one week. off the bat. Uh, ben also picks Ole Miss. Okay. okay, well, you're on an island. I'm on an island. All right, Vanderbilt at number 20, Florida. Florida is a 38-and-a-half-point favorite. Florida. <laughs> Florida, yeah. Everybody on Florida. South Carolina at Tennessee. Tennessee is a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. This is This is like sneaky one of those games mm-hmm. where a team looks incredible against Mizzou and it's like well you know they're better than we thought and then they like really struggle against a lesser opponent mm-hmm. but I still take Tennessee who are they playing South Carolina is that what you said I feel like South Carolina's defense has actually been okay like they've been in a lot of like low scoring games mm, this is at Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, give me the Vols Tennessee Vols 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 Volunteers Volkswagen give me the, the big orange Tennessee all around. Um, number two, Georgia at number 18, Auburn. Georgia is a 15 and a half point favorite. Uh, give me Georgia and they'll, they'll cover. Yeah. Not, not financial advice. Um, I saw somebody say, like, can we just get Georgia? Can we just get a three game series between Georgia and Alabama for the national championship? Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty, be pretty cool. Is there anybody out there that's going to, like, threaten? Like, is Ohio State? No, no uh, Ohio State's not good, well, in their standards. Yeah. Clemson's not good. 
and their standards. Oklahoma. No, they're not good either. No, I just think it's Georgia, Alabama, and everybody else. Yeah. Well, I'll take Georgia in this matchup. Will they? Will they give up more or less than their average? Well, more than their average, surely. <laughs> I was going to put the over/under Georgia's defense giving up uh, thirteen and a half points. Uh, that's a pretty good over and under. I don't know. I think it'll be right around that. Thirteen. I'll say ten. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. I'd say thirteen. Yeah. We're all in the under that I just made up. <laughs> all right. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> Sounded pretty good. <laughs> all right. LSU at number six. Key. 16 Kentucky <laughs> Kentucky is a three and a half point favorite give me Kentucky give me Kentucky you're kidding me you guys always like set it up for me to pick LSU <laughs> um, Ben takes Kentucky this is a perfect opportunity I, I mean I definitely want to take Kentucky but I have to take LSU oh my gosh <laughs> at this point I'm in catch-up mode well yeah all right number one alabama at texas a&m alabama is a 17 and a half point favorite alabama alabama give me bama (laughs) then takes bama and the final game game of the week game of the week number nine michigan at nebraska nebraska or michigan is a three and a half point favorite give me nebraska Wow, that was just automatic. Wow. Not uh, even a automatica. Automatica. Uh yeah, Michigan. Give me give me Michigan. Yeah, all the Michigan way. all day, every day. Easy. Yeah. Uh Nebraska, we just found out, is the second team in what was it? Total yards. Total offensive yards. Well they don't know how to score. Two. Yeah. That's important. Nope. You gotta do that. They get Can't. right down to there to the red zone, they say, Here, you can have the ball back. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Good, Good. luck. See you on the gridiron. Good luck, oh, gentlemen. Yeah. That's a pretty good little slate of games this week. Yeah, that yeah. is. There's some good ones. Well, see you. Yeah, I feel like there's opportunity for several upsets there, but there's just enough discrepancy between the teams to yeah. uh, keep it from happening. Yeah. Although last week, all four of us picked the same team on two games and got it wrong. So mm. never know. Never do know. Never know. Is that the show for this week? It's about the time we usually wrap it up. I guess. A uh, little, little depressing, but hey, I mean, maybe if uh, this is an opportunity, though. This is this is what makes sports fun sometimes. It's kind of that hope to see an improvement, something change. That's That can be fun. You heard it um, here, folks, getting beat by Tennessee 66 to 24. That's what makes sports fun. No, th- not that, <laughs> but just the opportunity to improve, to see something change, to see something get better evolve if yeah. right in front of our eyes mm-hmm. our very eyes and um i mean this is this is a huge test for coach Drinkwitz, and i mean he's a young head coach he hasn't been in a situation like this before he's never had to deal with crisis mode before and so this will be uh, a really big test for him and how he handles it and uh we'll see if missouri can bounce back and if they can i mean obviously north texas is is not great but you got to start somewhere and i'll take any improvement at all I'm looking forward to the days where we can see them play good football right before our eyes. I would also enjoy that, but yeah, it's a process. Can't have everything. It's a process. <laughs> we'll enjoy it. Yes. All don't, right. Don't take it for granted. Great advice. 
All right, everybody. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter, at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. Special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above. Britt Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Lee, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Lewis Hernandez, and Tim Keens. Thank you guys so much. Thank you everyone for listening. We will see you next week after a win.